Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Daniel. Hello, hello. This week we're talking the new Leica animated feature, The Missing Link. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go find some Bigfoots. Aw, yeah. I don't Cheers. Know. Cheers. Okay, well, hey, before we get started here, let's do what we always do and talk about what we're drinking. All right, so this week was Jordan's week for Drink and Tell. So, Jordan, what did you bring us? Well, this week I brought in some, lo and behold, Breakside. But this is a new one they got in season. I think they introduced it last year, but it's back in season uh, for this summer. It's called Tall Guy. It's an IPA. And, yeah, it's a I am very familiar with this one. It's very good. Give you a little sample here. No, I want the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yes. But yeah, this is, this is uh, one of my favorites of theirs. I like it just as much as their Kidsy's Haze, which I don't know if we've talked about that one on the show either. I think we've had that Another one on really the show. good one, though. But yeah, it's a it's uh, a good one. It's delicious. It's, it's just all I can say. super solid. Portland, Oregon. Oh, Milwaukee, Oregon. Milwaukee, Oregon. All right. Cool. Well, why don't we get into some movie news here? Daniel, take it away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about what we've seen this week? Oh, right, right, right. We're just going to skip over what I've seen this week? Did you not see anything? Um, I've seen a couple. All right. Why don't we... Um, I actually meant to ask you this off air, but we have both seen Dumbo, and we never actually recorded a Dumbo episode. Do you want to talk some Dumbo for a little bit? Mm, Dumbo. Dumb. And Bo. Wow. All right. <laughs> I don't know. As far as Dumbo goes, like, it was fine. We'll just answer the question. You want to talk about it or not? We can talk about it for a little bit. I only saw one other movie this week. Why don't so. you talk that one first? Well, it's pretty simple. If you haven't seen Sandlot, what's wrong with you? But in between the lull of eating one meal and going to grandparents for dessert... Uh, we sat down, I sat down with my sister and my girlfriend and we were just watching the Sandlot to kill some time. Still classic. You watched Sandlot without me, you son of, uh... The great ham Bino, you gotta deal with it. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm just like, I was watching it, I'm just Surprised like, okay. you didn't watch Wayne's World too, you jackass. Well, I'll probably watch that one without you too. <laughs> I don't know, still classic. It's probably the movie I've seen the most in my entire life. I used to watch that like constantly when I was a kid. And I took a break for a couple years, but I still watch it pretty regularly. And still great, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. It's one I found as I was thinking about it, I'm like, okay, like that and Star Wars and New Hope are like the two movies that I can just like sit there, not pay attention, like still like quote every single line and every like sound effect. Like it's just it's just ingrained in my brain. Yeah, I mean, The Sandlot's still awesome, still holds up. No, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites as well. You're killing me, Smalls. There's the classic Wendy Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn, friggin'. My favorite scene or sequence in the entire movie is when they're talking crap to the other baseball team. And then the next scene, they beat the crap out of them. And the next scene, they go on the rides and throw up. Like, I just love that. That's my favorite. You bop her apples out of the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl. That's it, our field. You know, and I was actually pointing something out to uh, our sister Kylie, who's seen that movie a bunch, too. 
But just because, like, I don't know if it was intentional or not. I feel like it wasn't. But it's something I've noticed the last few times I've watched it. But when that scene happens and they're all just getting mad and stomping over there and throwing their gloves on the ground, you know what I'm talking about? Squints is just bad at life. Because when he throws his glove, he accidentally, like, hooks it and it just shoots right behind him. And one of, like, the, the little brother of, like, the twin like catches it and just like drops it on the ground oh really i don't know if i ever noticed <laughs> yeah. that myself it's so funny oh, that's great it's Gosh, just... i know we're gonna do like a whole sandlot episode sometime i love that movie and it's so much fun to talk about it's one of my all-time favorites and just for the record the only one that exists in my mind is the first one not the straight to dvd vhs yeah ones. i've never seen the sequels even though the late and great luke perry was in one of them well, but. might watch it eventually, but yeah, still have never seen those. I I will I will say I will watch those before I watch any Home Alone three and beyond. I didn't realize Scarlett Johansson was in Home Alone three. By the way, really, she's one of the the bad guys in that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Still, not, it's making me want to watch it. It's not good. Even as a kid, it wasn't good. Okay. Well, I have no plans on watching it ever. All right. Well, yeah, since uh, I don't think we're going to do a whole episode on this, why don't we switch gears and talk some Dumbo here? All right. It's the first of three this year of Disney live animation adaptations. And did personally, I say, did I say that right? Live adaptations of animations? There we go. Well, animated in the style of live action, reimagining. Right, I'm going to start up. I'm going to say overall, I thought Dumbo was pretty decent. They wasn't a carbon copy of the cartoon brought to life. It was they changed a lot of things, and I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think, and that's what I want to see from these movies. Is I don't want to see an exact shot for shot of the movies because I've seen that movie already. Right, just like Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast it was, was that movie, but worse because they added more songs. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to make a movie better, you don't add more songs. No. Like, you take away maybe one of the weaker songs. So, yeah, we had, a, we had a few characters missing. We were missing Timothy the Mouse. We didn't have him. Yeah, I mean, they kind of give you a nod to those guys. Yeah, it was uh, kind of through the eyes of children, which I was fine with. But overall, I would say it was pretty enjoyable. What One thing I was really glad at is we see him fly throughout the movie. It wasn't just at the like, very end of the movie. He has this like, great moment, but it's all throughout the movie we see him fly. And I enjoyed that. Okay. Is that is that the end of the first movie? The only time you see, or like the original? Is that the only time you see him? Fly? Yeah, in the cartoon, you don't see him fly till like the very end because like oh. it's probably beginning of the uh, third act when he meets the crows. They teach him how to fly with the magic feather, and then they do the whole clown thing where he flies all around and presses the circus. Okay. And you see all the newspaper ads come out, and then the movie's over. Okay. See, I didn't know. I I, I didn't remember that. It's been years since I've seen Dumbo. And, but okay. yeah, I like Colin Farrell in this. I thought he was good. Michael Keaton, great. Danny DeVito, yeah, Danny, Danny DeVito, <laughs> perfect well. person to play a crazy old like circus ring ringmaster. Yeah, and I think all these people. I'm trying to think of Colin Farrell, but I know the other two have worked with Tim Burton before. So yeah, Tim Burton directed this. Yeah, overall, I thought it was done pretty good. I can't think of any moments. Right, let me go back to my notes here. Yeah, you know, I I liked it. I like I said I did like. Um, yeah, I don't really have too many dislikes about it. Is actually, I remember seeing some theories about how it kind of tells the story of Disney itself. How it's like started as a case of wonderment, and then it becomes corporatized, like uh, Michael Keaton's character. And then it's just like you know, because he opens a Disneyland esque theme park, mm-hmm. and then you know, 
it's I, I forgot how they break down exactly where, <laughs> but it, it kind of like has some resemblance. It's kind of funny because I would think Disney's only gotten more corporate since then. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, some, it's also just like a mini Batman reunion. Yeah, that was cool. Batman Return reunion right there. Exactly. But yeah, I, I love that park though. That future park was so cool looking. Yeah, it was very like it was very retro futuristic, which mm-hmm. I think is a cool style. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. But uh, I'm trying to think because it was a couple weeks ago I saw it. One of the only things that comes to mind, which is like, I liked it. I like the reimagining. One of the things that didn't really work for me because I love, I, I or I really like Colin Farrell. Like he's a good actor that just is notoriously in pretty bad movies, but he's kind of had like a little bit of a comeback in recent years. But in this movie, I feel bad for him because his character isn't really that well fleshed out in my opinion. Like they could have, the writing for his character could have been a little better. Like they could have made him a bit, they could have made that character a bit better to bring the movie like up a notch, hmm. but you know, he was fine. Cause he's yeah, a good actor. I, I think they wanted to focus mostly on his kids, but yeah, I agree with you. I think they could have made him a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah. Cause it's kind of just like, but I thought overall CGI, I thought that was pretty good. I know the animal CGI just gets better. And well, they better. actually had a guy in like a green suit playing Dumbo. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so like, Eva Green's actually like standing or like, you know, mounting herself on top of an actor. I know one of the surprising things, which I mean, I guess are we just like talking liberally? No, no need to talk about spoilers. It's fine. Okay, one of the things about Eva Green's character she that surprised me, which I kind of liked, is that she didn't turn out to be a bad person. She was just with a bad person mm-hmm. in circumstances. Which I was just kind of like, when you first meet her, I'm like, wow, you're a dick lady. <laughs> but I'm glad like they kind of brought her character around, like gave her like her own little arc that I thought worked out at the end. Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. And I, I love, I actually like this ending a lot because the ending of the cartoon, you see Dumbo return to his mother. They're all on the train going to their next thing, you know, next town. Everyone's together, happy ending. And this, Dumbo and his mother get released back into the wild. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that so was a- still the flying elephant. Like they see him like do his flying thing down in nature with all the other elephants, and then come back up to his mom. But I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I didn't. Okay, see again. I haven't seen these. Haven't seen the original in years because I'm like in my mind. I'm like Dumbo's mom gets like separated, and that's it. She doesn't come back. I didn't. I didn't even know. I thought wholeheartedly that. Like in like this is the happier ending because he gets reunited with his mom. I didn't even remember that he got. Yeah, at the very very end of the cartoon, like the last shots him flying to her arms. Oh okay, well that's but yeah, nice. but yeah, she's incarcerated through most of that movie, and they yeah they just show incarcerated in this, and they had that sweet little moment with him that wasn't quite as effective as the cartoon I would say because they show all so in the beginning of the cartoon all these baby animals get delivered by storks to their mothers. Right, and then during the baby me mind sequence when he's visiting his mother incarcerated, they're all they show all the other animals like with their mother, and Dumbo's you know still got that separation from his mother. Anyway, it was a little more heartwarming in the cartoon than I would say this because it was it was still good in this, but I think the cartoon had a little more heartwarming moment there for the baby mind sequence. But yeah, the one disappointment I had is uh Dumbo didn't get drunk. 
I know they still do uh, a variation of like the elephants on parade, but it wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the same nightmare. I mean, people. don't get me wrong. I liked Elephant's score during that part. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it quite a bit, but still, it's like ah, oh, it's just not the same. No, it wasn't. Like that's an iconic. Just like yeah, demo here, drink some of this water, and then he just gets plastered and starts seeing random elephants. It's just yeah. It's, it's one of those fun things that Disney used to sneak into their movies. Yeah. But, yeah. And speaking of Elfman, I did enjoy his score throughout the movie. I thought the score was really well. I yeah. listened to it a little bit on Spotify. Yeah, I thought the score was good. And honestly, that dang CGI elephant, so damn cute. Arguably cuter than, like, the original one. Yeah. No, he was adorable, it, I thought. Just, like, I think, like, I mean, CGI Simba, ten times cuter than animated Simba. Yeah, maybe. Perfect. We'll see. We'll see. From the trailers, he still looks adorable. Yeah, he looks pretty cute in the trailers. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say Dumbo, It's uh, I was surprised to see it. 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and it was just bombed. I felt like that was too low. And yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it completely bombed, but it uh, it's only made $101, excuse me, $101 million world, or nationally, 307 worldwide. You know, that's not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's not great. I think Disney just didn't do a good job advertising for this. No, it's true. Like we get, like I saw a couple, maybe one trailer in theaters, but every yeah. time we went to the theater, I was like, oh, they had like a Dumbo thing. I'm like, I forgot that's happening this month. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's been pretty strange. Like I on YouTube and stuff, I've just not seen any advertising for Dumbo. So, yeah, it kind of sucks to see it not get love because overall, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I definitely think you know. If you got kids, take them to it. I think they're going to enjoy it. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I would say this is a little bit of an upswing for director Tim Burton. I liked it better than his Alice in Wonderland adaptation. And he, we said that he didn't do the second one, right? No. Because the second one was terrible. He, he didn't do the second one, no. Okay. He only did the first one. Yeah, he's done things like Big Eyes since then, which I actually enjoyed Big Eyes. Never seen that. I would actually say Dumbo was better than Dark Shadows. <laughs> That was a weird-ass movie. That was one that had its moments, but as a whole, it's kind of... I saw that once in high school, and it was just weird. Yeah. (laughs) Which I haven't seen, like, uh, you know, Miss Pettigrew's Home for Weird Kids. Yeah, Peculiar (laughs) Children or whatever. Yeah, I didn't see that that one. Yeah, that one was okay. It it reminded me so much of X-Men First Class. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's not what you want. But it was all right. I don't know. I think since I would say his last really, really, really good movie, in my opinion, was Sweeney Todd back in 2007. Yeah, that's a long time to go without a really And good I would movie. say his best one since then has probably been Big Eyes with Amy Adams and Christoph Waltz. Dumbo was a good second place, I would say. I It was good. I enjoyed it. You got that nostalgia fueling it for you, too? A little bit, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, like you have the nostalgia for it. Like, I've seen it. I didn't. It's not one that I rewatched when I was a kid, though. My sister and I watched it all the time. Exactly. So, it's just like I didn't have that built in. Like I have that built in with like Lion King and like some of the other ones, but just not Dumbo. All right. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's about good for Dumbo. I just want to talk about it because it came out a few weeks ago and we just haven't discussed it. But yeah, Dumbo, everybody, if it's still playing, take your kids. You'll enjoy it. Take them to Dumbo so we don't have to listen to. The I think overall, game. I give it that. A minus. I, I actually still thought it was pretty decent. It's definitely I mean, not, would you say, 
47? 47. Okay, I still don't think it's that yeah. low. Like, I thought like no, I, 60s I, it's or somewhere, 70s. It's somewhere in the B plus A minus for me. Like I thought it was pretty well done. It wasn't like amazing. Oh my gosh, amazing. I had to go see Dumbo. But it was good. I had a good time. Okay, let's say let's say B plus. It was definitely B range. I don't think it was like yeah. A material, but it was B range. I thought for sure, like, you know, Rotten Tomato wise, it'd be in the 60s or 70s. Like, it's not terrible. It's not a bad movie. Yeah, I thought it would have at least a good 60, 65 or something, but yes. That's, that's kind of crazy. But better than Hellboy. Oh, well. <laughs> Poor Hellboy. Poor Hellboy. Poor David Harbour. You were so excited, and then they just sh all over it. Yeah. That's what happens when you get like six producers. All right. Well, Daniel, why don't we get in some news here? Take it away. All right. Well, I just got a few <clears throat> quickie news. Uh, first one is Godzilla versus Kong has wrapped filming. Nice. Which I really just, I'm so excited for these movies, but in my confession side, I never saw the new Godzilla movie, which I've still been like, keep meaning to see. I didn't see Kong Skull Island, but those are on like the top of my list of movies that I need to get caught up on because I really want to see Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, hell Because this cool. is the type of cool cinematic universe that I would like to see, just monsters fighting monsters, just like some good old-fashioned blockbuster fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I need to see Godzilla and recap on it, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the new King of Monsters. Same. And yeah, to watch him go up against Kong will be pretty cool. I I'm, Sounds awesome. Uh, So... That'll be fun, but that finished wrapping. My next little quick bit of news is Shazam crosses $100 million domestic box office. Yay. Which I was kind of surprised when I'm like, oh, cool. So what, what milestone did it cross? And I clicked on the article and it's $100 million. I'm like, oh, man, that's it? Because personally, I really enjoyed the movie. It's a bunch of fun, and I think more people need to go see it. And it's getting pretty positive reviews, I think. I don't know what it's at at Rotten Tomatoes right now, but you know, it's just something that... I was kind of surprised that it's only made a hundred million, but that's domestically. So it's made like 300 some odd million total, but I would like to see it make a little bit more than that. So it's a little quick thing. And then the last bit of news, which I thought we'd get stuck on cause it doesn't make any sense to me, <laughs> but Kevin Feige, you know, the person who's in charge of Marvel cinematic universe right now says that Spider-Man far from home will be the end of phase three, not end game. And I kind of just threw my phone down. I'm like, what? The movie's called Endgame. Like, I thought this was definitively the end of this phase. But then he kind of just, he just said in, in an interview, he's like, oh, Spider-Man Far From Home is really going to wrap up this phase. So, does it mean, well, is he going back to Sony after this then? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Well. It's just, it just sound, it just seemed weird. Like, I feel like. Maybe, if not, like, ex definitively, Endgame's probably still going to be, like, the end. And then maybe Far From Home is kind of just, like, in between where nothing, you know, just not really fit the new phase, but not really the old phase. Like, it just seems like it's going to be a weird in-betweener movie. I don't know, because uh, it can't take place uh, before Infinity War, or in between Infinity War and Endgame, because Spider-Man turns to dust. Exactly. So... Kind of hmm. interesting. Kind of was caught off guard when I read that article, but I guess uh, Endgame's not the end of Phase 3. Not yet. Interesting. All right. Well, whatever. 
Yeah, whatever. I'm just still ready for Endgame. I mean, personally, I should have saved it all for next year and just let Endgame be this summer's thing, Kevin Feige, but whatever. It's not like we wouldn't know as soon as you announced a new Marvel movie after Endgame. Everybody would know. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know. As far as Endgame goes, we're three days out at the time of recording. Uh, we are seeing it at 5 o'clock on Thursday. That's right. And it's going to be awesome. Super excited. Uh, I'm just going to say on my kill list, this is my personal thought. Iron Man, dead. Captain America, dead for sure. Those are really the only two that I know. I wouldn't be surprised if Hawkeye dies. Um, And on my wish list, I have a wish list. I think Don Cheadle's character should die. War Machine? Yeah. Mostly because, super suit or not, he should have died when he fell from the sky in Civil War. Personally. And then he just gets crippled but then tony stark whips him up a pair of magic legs and so magic it's legs. it's as if no consequence happened at all so but at the same time i feel like they're not going to kill don Cheadle just because if because i'm for sure thinking tony stark's gonna die and if he dies they don't have any iron man stand-in character except for don Cheadle. so yeah, pepper pot's gonna just put on the suit i mean iron man's just the suit right Exactly. They don't have another tech-based hero yet introduced. I wouldn't necessarily pull the Winter Soldier's tech-based, even though he's got like a bionic arm. But No, I wouldn't consider him tech-based. I didn't think so. But, yeah, so those are my three, like, we'll see two what for happens. I don't know. I mean... A couple maybes. I don't know. I know. People keep thinking, like, they're not going to kill Captain America. I'm like, he's the most killable person they have. Like, he had the most complete arc, and it would just make sense for it to end an end game i know i don't want to see him go but i'm feeling he and iron man both might be the ones going hasta la vista man you know i was actually thinking about this the other day i remember years ago like freaking 10 years ago when i was 15 years old maybe yeah yeah something like that i remember just like looking online and just like oh man like jordan did you hear chris evans the guy who played the human torch in the crappy fantastic four movies is gonna be captain america we're all just like, ugh. And then we what saw do you mean, What do you like, mean crappy Fantastic Four movies? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> but it's just like, and then it came out, I'm like, oh man, he is Captain America. Yeah. Like, I didn't have any, I don't remember having doubts about him. I knew he'd have to like bulk up for the role, but I don't remember having doubts about him. I don't know. And I also remember, I still remember just like seeing early custom or like uh, concept art for his Captain America suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's just crazy that it's been going on this long. Yeah, ten years. It's been good though. Yeah, it's been a good. Yeah, I don't know. I got. Yeah, I, I'm with you though. I think Captain and Iron Man might be the ones going. Hasta la vista. Maybe Captain Marvel. That, that's not, that's more my wish list. I know they're not gonna kill off Captain Marvel. Not going to kill off Black Panther because he did make way too much money. Yeah. <laughs> way too much money to, yeah, kill off. Ain't that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, they might kill off Thor, but I hope not because I really want to see him go on, like, galactic romps with the Guardians. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I don't know. That's just me. I'm just curious if they're going to bring Gamora back or not. I would hope so because she's a cool character. We'll see what happens. But yeah, three days away. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it, but yeah, three days away. Yeah, why we'll, speculate? We're almost there. We're almost there. All right. 
Well, that's all I have for movie news this no, week. Nothing about Bad Boys Three wrapping up. Oh, if you it did. Yes, and honorable mention for Jordan's sake, Bad Boys Three wraps filming nineteen years later after the last one. Seventeen years. Seventeen, later, but whatever. Seven, seventeen years after the last one. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually I will watch it. I'm not like, oh my god, can't wait to see it, but I'm I'll see it. It's one of those things you're like, yeah, well, I'll, wa- I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll rent it, but I'll definitely watch it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we switch gears here then and get into our main event here. Today we're talking The Missing Link, starring Hugh Jackman, Zach Galifianakis, and Gamora. Was it? Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Ah, I didn't even realize. Adelina, or excuse me, that's the character's name, <laughs> Zoe. How do you say her last name? Saldana? Uh, I don't know. Gal from Avatar, Guardians of the Galaxy. The girl that's never herself, always blue or green. That's not true. She was she was herself in Star Trek. Star Trek, Trek. that's right. That's right. <laughs> I remember somebody said something like, yeah, Gamora, super hot. She's like, what? So she's hot when she's green, not when she's black? I'm like, if anything, that's more progressive. So don't even... Don't even come at me with Dude, that bull crap. I would date her any form. Just saying, like, natural born's good color or green. <laughs> Either one. I don't know. She's <laughs> she's very dateable. She's swing. Swing. <laughs> oh, God. We're exactly. going to have to edit this out. We're going to uh, get letters. Right. We're going to get P.O. Box bombs. Our just, mom's going to be pissed. No. It's don't even worry. Swing. She's very swingable. I, oh, God. <laughs> Not going to lie. Anyway, we don't get to see her form this time around, just her voice. We just get to enjoy her voice. But yes, um, yeah, overall thoughts, I guess I'll start. Yeah, going into this, I mean, I've seen a f- I haven't seen all the Leica films, I've seen a few of them. My favorite definitely is Coraline. I l- have loved Coraline since I first saw it in theaters. Uh, own it, love it, it's fun to watch every once in a while. Uh, I've seen Paranorman, which is another really good one. And yes, yeah, still haven't got around to Kubo and the Two Strings for some reason. I don't know why. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. But here we are with the missing link, and yeah, I I'm just glad it's first off. It's just fun to see a studio like Leica keep stop motion animation alive. I enjoy it quite a bit. Like always loved when we were kids watching Wallace and Gromit. Those were always fun ones to watch. Oh yeah. And I like in early Tim Burton movies, his use of stop motion animation, like with uh, Large Marge and Pee Wee's Big Adventure or Beetlejuice. Yes, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. But, yeah, I know. I, I love stop-motion animation. And also what just scares me about it is because, yeah, like, really Leica. And I don't know if uh, even the studio who made Walls and Grom and Chicken Run have made it. Well, I guess they made Early Man. Yeah, they made Early Man. They have a Sean the Sheep movie coming out. Where right. He, so where... they're still going, but there's, like, only it seems like Leica is the only U.S. company because I know the Wallace and Gromit is based in the U.K. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the only U.S. company um, that has really stop motion animation going on on a consistent basis. Yeah, especially at this kind of budget level. Exactly, which also just makes it so scary because I know that this hasn't been doing great in the box office. I guess none of their films have actually really done. No, if I recall, Kubo, maybe Coraline were the biggest ones, but I think Coraline was the biggest. Okay, which yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, this movie's been out for a week now or so, and only made like yeah, twelve and a half million dollars, twelve point seven million dollars. Dude, that's scary. Which 
they don't they didn't announce the budget or release the budget, so I'm not sure what the budget is, but But stop motion animation is notoriously expensive. Yeah, so it kind of sucks that it's not making this money back. No, and that that just really pains me because stop motion animation is one of like my favorite styles of animation to watch. Like it's just it is. It's just so interesting to watch and it's just like you know, when you're a kid, you're kind of just looking at it like, yeah, cartoons that just look a little different than the other cartoons that I watch. But getting older, I'm like, every single shot is planned out to a T. And like, and like it, like, just makes it look so smooth that it's almost like it is just a stylized anime, like regular animation. Right. But it's just, I just love it so much. And I don't want to see this like part of like movies die. But just with the box office, it scares me that we might not get more. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, I guess as a kids are just they're just drawn to the Pixar kind of stuff. I, 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 part of me gets it. Another part of me is like, why just stick to that? Like, there's it's still like fun, family friendly stuff. Still fun stories. Like, why not go to explore other avenues? But yeah, I know, and I mean, I know, uh, like, uh, like their first few outings have been like more like kind of niche like kind of like horror like spooky with paranormal and Coraline box trolls and then box trolls was just a little weird and then so this one is like technically like a little bit more mainstream and then people aren't seeing it but I mean, it's still I don't know like I I like the the spooky aspects of what they've brought to the table and I liked this just like I like the difference like the contrast I guess yeah like it's always cool like it's fun to see like spooky stuff but if that's just your thing then it gets boring after a while so I think it's great to switch it up every once in a while yeah I mean I like the the design of the characters too like I like Sir Lionel Frost he looked cool especially liked his clothing like his uh plaid his, suits his, his plaid like adventurer suits clothes I guess yeah I thought those were really cool yeah I guess uh, back to overall thoughts I mean generally speaking I enjoyed this quite a bit I thought it was a lot of fun. Has some good humor throughout, fun little adventure, and yeah, the cinematography I thought was pretty great through this. Like you said, they every single shot is so well planned out because I mean, yeah, it's literally yeah. all you can do with stop motion animation. It has to be planned out to a yeah, T. Yeah, like if you got deleted scenes in stop motion, those are expensive. <laughs> yeah, not that they're not in regular films like Marvel, but still. I mean, it's, yeah, but like to reshoot i mean well you can't reshoot animation you have to spend months on doing a couple minutes of animation if it doesn't turn out right yep just like i mean with early days of pixar it's just it's a hassle so in stop motion i don't know if that's more forgiving than regular animation because i guess you can go back with the character models and just kind of adjust them but it's still a lot of work yeah no it definitely is uh it's really cute just really, i mean Again, let's see here. I enjoyed this quite a bit here. I, I liked a lot of the visual gags. Like some of the verbal humor didn't quite stick the landing, but a lot of the visual humor for me for some reason really stuck the landing. Like even just funny stuff like when they first walked into that western bar and they like knocked that moose up above and the tongue of it falls out. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. No, I know. I think the uh, the visual gags really like they I think they nailed it a lot. I think just because you have that contrast of like the serious like adventure with the quirky takes everything literal susan uh, mr link mr link yeah i think it's it just like the visual gags like or really just play off that dynamic so it really makes it work yeah and that's something i really enjoyed was their chemistry from when they first met to just you know their friendship growing i thought it was really fun to watch yeah and yeah how he took things seriously uh one of my favorite scenes was when they're in front of the wall at night gonna try and sneak into uh adelina fortnight Yes. They're trying to sneak into her place. He's like, okay, 
throw the rope over the wall and like literally rope gone over the wall. <laughs> and then they just had that whole back and forth like, no, no, it's like a metaphor. Like you're supposed to do And then he's like, hey, you might as well just throw all my whole tool bag over the wall. He's like, okay. And just throws all... <laughs> so there's really funny parts there. And then, yeah, of course him like getting all set up and ready and then just like running and tripping and just falling through the wall. Yeah, no, I like that. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of lot of good stuff there. But yeah, I did enjoy some of the humor in this a lot. Um, Hugh Jackman, I thought it was fun for the voice. Yeah, no, I mean that's one of like the highlights of this movie is the voice acting was on point. Oh yeah, like it was super good. Hugh, Hugh Jackman was great. Um, Zach Galifianakis, yeah, uh, as as Mr. Link was excellent. Um, I I keep wanting to say like Zoe Deschanel, but that's not her name. <laughs> Wrong, Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. From Star Trek and Guardians. <laughs> but I thought she was great, too. I liked her character. Let's call her Gamora. I don't know. I, I liked her character a lot. I liked the back and forth that her and Hugh Jackman's character had. Like, it kind of reminded me of, like... It reminded me of, like, the back and forth between Indiana Jones and his love interest. Oh, uh, Marion? Yeah. Like, a little from, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Because like, it was just kind of like, oh, you're so dumb and arrogant. And he's also just kind of a jerk like Indiana Jones. Like he's a lovable Indiana Jones, lovable scoundrel as, you know, so they just kind of have that same dynamic where they're just kind of, except for they leave, uh, in the missing link, they leave that like more ambiguous. Like they kind of like have, they have a history that they established and they kind of like share some glances. They're definitely like, yeah, you know, like I, I miss you too, but then they don't actually, well, I don't know. That's a little spoilery, but I just like the dynamic. It reminded me of Indiana Jones. Yeah, I love. It. I love. So, what do you think of the the opening scene on the water? Oh, I really, I've it's so good. First like off, was the water CGI? I don't know. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Like, I mean, like with because everything else, like landscaping and everything, looked uh, you know, just all like hand built kind of stuff. The characters, puppets, and everything. But the water sequences, I don't. I feel like this had to have been CGI. I'm trying to remember, like, the water in Kubo looked really good, but it looked like claymation still. Yeah, I've seen some behind-the-scenes of that one where, yeah, of them bringing that to life, but I just feel like it looked like almost Pixar kind of water sequences. I don't know. I don't maybe know, though. Not as, maybe not as good as that Frozen CGI. That not quite like on, that, but, but it still looked like like CGI. I don't know. That would be a good thing to look up after the episode. Cause... But it was an opening fun sequence, though. I thought that was really fun. We got a little bit of Hugh Jackman singing. You know, got to have Hugh singing. The dialogue between him and his colleague, helper there, yeah. was pretty fun. I know. And how the other guy was just not into it. Yeah, weren't they? Uh... Yeah, the opening scene is when he's trying to catch Nessie. Mm-hmm. Which... <laughs> I just, I love, I love creatures, like, you know, like lore and stuff. So I like that it starts out in like Scotland, like Loch Ness, which is cool. <laughs> the bag, putting the spear down below in the water and the bagpipes, I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just, there's so much to look at in this movie. Yeah. Like yeah. even, I don't know. It's just like, it. like I said, like I would put this a li- personally and as far as like just my personal opinion and heart, like as far as animation goes. I put this above, like, even, like, Pixar animation. Like, it's just... Pixar animation, there's tons to look at. Animation's come so far, but just I love the textures and, like, how visually how it looks with claymation Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, CGI. Like, they're both amazing, but I just, like, personally... Well, there's just something something just about knowing it was, like, handmade or 
I guess in these days, 3D printer, 3D printed versus just animation on the computer. Yeah, I There's mean, just something different about that. Yeah, I know. It's just like it's a different art form, but it's just like I just love the textures, and I love just you know, and it's actually kind of like I said, like Leica, especially with this one, has kind of blurred the lines. Like it, the claymation's so good that it almost looks like it's just fully animated. Mm-hmm. instead of like because usually you know part of the charm of claymation is like you could kind of tell when like they're moving the uh the character models around because it's a little bit stiff but in this one like it just it's really smooth it's probably the smoothest that i've ever seen claymation faces with non-stop expressions yeah no it's just i know it just blows your mind yeah no, i mean does. when you stop and think about it at least maybe you don't <laughs> or no, maybe maybe no, you- it's well, maybe still no, no, I mean, I've seen don't. behind the scenes of Coraline and things like this and Walls and Gromit, but it still is mind-blowing to this day. Like, just what can go into making a stop-motion animation movie work. I know, especially this Walls and Gromit happened, like, God, I don't 25 know. 25 years ago, minimal? Yeah. At least the first one. Yeah, I no, I feel like those were mid-90s at least. I think so. I think the first one was, like, 94. Yeah. Because I actually rewatched a couple of them recently. Because my girlfriend had never seen it, so we rewatched really? the penguin one. <laughs> that one's funny. <laughs> so Ta- takes off the the wrong ro- trousers. That's what I just love when he takes off the rubber glove. Oh my gosh, it's you! <laughs> yeah, it's like Clark Kent with his glasses on. I know, totally I just, different character. So it's, funny, and it looked good for then too. Like it's also like one of the more timeless ways to shoot a movie, kind of like. I mean, yeah. yeah, like the claymation like gets smoother, but it almost looks visually, it looks visually similar at least. Like there's not, you can't really tell a, a huge time discrepancy. I don't know why one of my favorite parts too is when he's with, in the museum controlling him, you know, the penguins on the outside and you see him like sweating and like wiping <laughs> off his sweat. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good animation stuff right there. I know. It's just so, it's such a beautiful form of animation. Well, one thing I loved about that penguin character too is, how much expression there is without him actually having dialogue. The penguin never speaks. He never speaks. He, I mean, he makes like a couple faces, but like he still has so much expression just with his body language. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. I'll talk about one of my favorite scenes here. Mm -hmm. I really like the scene with the elder lady with the chicken on her head. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think, I think that's the one that they, they had part of that scene or at least the joke, the chicken joke. Was in the trailer. Yeah. Just like, don't talk about the chicken. Okay. Oh, it was so nice to see you. Beautiful, Mr. Link. What's with the chicken? Yeah. Everyone says their hello, and he's like, what's with the chicken? Yeah. yeah no. I, thought, that I thought that was great. And what were they eating? I thought it was a yak or something like that. I, I There was some remember. animal they were eating. Like they were like, oh, yeah, we use them for like churning butter and everything like that. So it was probably a yak. I think a yak, and they were eating it right there. <laughs> and then I like when she's like, with chips, keeping the fire going, like yeah, yep, droppings make for the best kennel. <laughs> just keeps feeding more to the fire, and then you cut to Link Crunch. Mmm, man, these cookies are great. <laughs> that actually had me I know it's just. It's like oh, our original poop joke, but that had me laugh. <laughs> I know it's just all character driven. You make fun characters, and then your jokes turn well, out to be I thought, funnier i thought link was great like yeah i guess we can talk about that a little bit i i really enjoyed him as a character from the moment we met him to just seeing at the bar like i love that fight scene at the bar watching a claymation fight scene at a bar was just awesome yeah and just i know the action sequences in this movie were amazing like the i 
I guess like the biggest one for me that I'm thinking of is like the boat like hallway sequence. Yes. Just like I remember that was like inception level. Yeah, like, that hallways. that came to my mind too. Is like inception. I, I thought yeah, when the boat was all the way side, I was like, okay, we're getting a little inception territory here, but it, it was still fine though. Like when doors are opening, he's jumping on everybody's heads. What I loved is when he's going down the hall throwing stuff behind him in the path to try to trip the guy right. and people are opening their doors and he's throwing the guests as, as <laughs> things to trip him by no that, i know it's that just, was and it kind of just blows your mind because it's a following shot through a hallway but it's claymation so you know that there's not just a guy following these characters that they have to build i don't know i don't know how i would love this thing like forgetting like the blu-rays of this is worth it just to see like the the uh almost a background but like the behind the scenes like features of how they made these yeah, shots. Yeah, I remember work. watching. Um, I guess, gosh, he was probably eleven at the time. Watching, this is a girlfriend's child, by the way. Watching uh, behind the scenes of Coraline. So we watched Coraline, and then he was he had never seen stop motion animation before. So because he'd always seen just Pixar his life, basically. Right. So he was like, "This is different." So we watched behind the scenes making a Coraline, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, like this is awesome." Yeah. Well, what's really fun, though, is he's like, I mean, just blown away by how they do so much animation. I'm like, you know, you can do a Lego. And he was just like, what? So I, t- taught, I taught him how to do so much animation with his Lego figures. Like, he would have, like, little Lego boats and stuff go across the coffee coffee table in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I remember used to doing that, too, when I was a kid. When we first got, like, our first digital camera, I'm still playing around with Legos simpler times. so much fun yeah so much fun though <laughs> some things i liked here i got a lot of likes here visual humor we talked about chemistry between uh frost and link him not understanding metaphors and sarcasm was great yeah cinematography again was amazing i thought throughout the whole thing i re- especially like when they're riding the elephant through the, f- the jungle i thought that was really yeah. cool there was a lot of travel like cinematography shots which i thought because it was it was a, a body a buddy it's not a buddy cop movie, but like a oh, buddy cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got <laughs> I can't think of what it's called. But you know, like a road trip movie. Kind of. So it's a road trip movie. Yeah, because you go from what the UK to the US, travel through the US. He finds Link. They travel back through the US and back over the ocean, back to the UK, and well, they go through India up into the. I mean, their their end goal is Mount Everest. Right. So there's just so many like travel shots and it's just like but like every shot just looks awesome because in even different environments you know all of those are handcrafted environments and it just makes the shots just like that more like awe like awe inspiring to me so it's just i don't know it's super cool <laughs> yeah no great probably can wrap it up here i mean the plot is pretty straightforward i think everybody kind of gets that off the trailer yeah there's like there's not much of plot that you're missing from the trailer. But, you know, it's very straightforward, simplistic, which I think Coraline gets a little confusing, but I think for the, mo- although I haven't seen Kubo, but from what I've seen from the other, like, you know, Paranormal is a very straightforward plot. This one's, I think, even more simplistic, just like, you know, like, you have a simple objective that you're trying to get across. And I think it's perfect. Like, I think it's, totally fine it doesn't hindrance from it doesn't hinder the movie going experience by the simplicity of the plot mm-hmm. yeah huh? <laughs> so yeah i guess my overall thoughts very enjoyable love the animation cinematography everything was good voice acting again i was more a fan of the visual gags than i was the uh, verbal gags 
I thought the visual mm-hmm. gags were a lot funnier. I'm just yeah. thinking of times when, like, um, Mr. Link was, like, when he sat down on the train and lifted the seat of the lady behind him. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But, yeah, just good visual gags like that, like throwing Mr. Frost into the ice, which we saw in the trailer. Yeah, that was hilarious. That, <laughs> that was good I know. But the whole, like, outside the wall sequence when they're going to sneak into the lady's house, I thought that was great. I know. It's, what's one of the highlights of this movie is, like, the best jokes weren't in the trailer. And even the ones that you saw in the trailer, given the wider context, made them still funny when you saw them. Right. Again. Well, and I loved every time um, Frost and Adelina went for a kiss, something would interrupt them. Yeah. Thought that was pretty good. And Mr. Link in, in his like civilian clothes was pretty funny too. Yeah, I like those a lot. And just like even like other gags too, like when they're walking up the hill and the horse is behind him, like like trying to munch on him, and he like, keeps slapping his head. <laughs> Thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, like, oh hey, I'm sorry. No inappropriate i know there's there's just a lot to love about this movie and i wish people would show it more love go see it yes go see this movie keep stop motion animation alive yeah um we talked about this enough i'm gonna give this a minus you know it's not a perfect movie but it was still very well done very enjoyable i say a minus i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a solid a and a 10 out of 10 as far as entertainment goes yeah i say entertainment wise 9 out of 10 there's a couple parts that kind of felt slowish but I don't know. It could have just been the mood I was in today. But otherwise, pretty fun movie. No, I know. Great movie. Great visuals. A lot to look at, you know. You know, as a kid, a lot to see and enjoy for yourself. And as an adult, a lot to see, enjoy, and also just appreciate the art that goes into it. Um, And I, yeah, uh, we didn't talk about the ending. I love the ending part, too, when they're just all hanging. And how I love that, how in some ways the bounty hunter ended up being the very last bad guy to face up against. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Like even after they're all in, like facing the line of death, he still wants to just kill them. They're yeah. still fighting. I know. Just and his death, I thought was good too. Like he didn't just. I mean, I guess for spoilers for the next thirty seconds. Yeah. He didn't just <laughs> fall off the cliff, but like the ice pick still went through him, and then he fell down. I know. Like a little bit more brutal than a Disney movie, but well, not. I mean, it kind of for some reason. I when I think of that, kind of just reminds like the. The implied death in Tarzan, mm-hmm. where it's just like he falls, and then like you don't see him again. But if you pay close attention, like when the lightning bolt like goes across the sky, you see like the outline of his like body hanging from a tree. It's uh, just I don't I don't know. It's just it kind of reminded me of that for some reason. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, yeah, it's eighty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I wish it was making more money though. I really want to see movies like this get love. I know. I mean, it gets lost in all the fodder. Like, we're in a busy part of the season right now. And we got Avengers coming up. Yeah, I think this honestly would have been a better fall movie. Like, just after kids go back to school, maybe. When yeah. When everybody's back in their routines, then go see this. No, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. It, they, it probably would have benefited from being released a little earlier or a little later. Before this movie, I saw a movie for another Yeti movie. Yeah, Smallfoot. Okay, yeah, I saw that. Looks looks pretty ridiculous. Definitely a kid movie. Yeah, I know. It's just like it look. It the trailer made me laugh, but then I'm thinking like, this is probably those were probably the best parts oh, of that. No, movie. trailer I just saw that did not get my interest at all. That just looks pretty lame. I would say overall is that new Adams family. Did you see the trailer for that beforehand? I did. I and I like the style, but it just wasn't bringing me in either. No, the joke, everything. Every time they tried to be funny, it was just fell flat. I was like, eh, okay. And if this is what they're throwing us at for the trailer, no thanks. 
Yeah. I'll definitely go see Detective Pikachu. That's another trailer I saw before. And I'll go see Detective Pikachu before I see any of this. I am still right. I'm so excited for that movie. There's a... I feel like it was Ryan Reynolds' YouTube page put out something funny the other day. Yeah, they did. I forget what it was, but I saw the video. What was it? it yeah, I remember laughing my ass off. I shouldn't send it to you, but I figured you probably had already seen it. Oh, I'd seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, though. Okay, well, uh, why don't we wrap up here with uh, Missing Link. Looks like we have a A minus and a solid A here. So yeah, definitely give it a thumbs up and approve and say go on and see it. Uh, before we get going here, uh, I got a little surprise for Daniel. Oh. I was gonna wait till Thursday, but I figured maybe he'll want it on Thursday. So Daniel, close your eyes. You know, this is last time when someone told me to close my eyes, bad things happened. Yeah. All right. Reach your <laughs> hand out. Oh, God, this is exactly how it happened. Yeah, well, you're just going to have to trust me. Reach your hands out and grab onto something. Oh, it's so sticky. <laughs> All right. Got a little something for Daniel there. It's a nice bag. I like the bag. It's very hip and cool. Is it Lego? No, no. Ooh. It's not Lego. It's a t-shirt. What's the t-shirt say? <laughs> Thanos for oh it's <laughs> yeah I fucking love this because yeah. it's it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world but it's Thanos versus the universe that's incredible oh, I love this this is awesome yeah. oh my god I saw that and thought you look I also got myself a shirt here a little different than yours I I like that I talk movies too much. Yes, I do. Oh yes, my god, this is so cool! Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh man, we'll have to take a picture after we're done here with me wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, a little something for I Daniel. Love I love Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Figure it'd be better to give it to you before Endgame than during. I might wear it at Endgame. I'll probably well, wear it at Endgame. Right, that's what. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us this week. Uh, Daniel, let everybody know where they can find us. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought of uh, The Missing Link. Loved it, hate it. Let's gush about Claymation, because Claymation kicks so much ass. It needs more recognition. It really does. It's right. something that I don't want to see die. Leave us a five-star review. Those definitely help the show. And thanks for all the support, and we'll see you in just a few days with Endgame! Woo! Woo! Cheers! Cheers! <laughs> <laughs>